Right. First of all, I would like to thank everybody who sent me messages today of encouragement and for John for praying for me this morning. It's very special and it's very much appreciated. We've got an amazing God that over the last three weeks, with Sarah speaking last week and Pastor Kevin the week before, we've never spoken to each other about what we're speaking about and all our topics are quite similar. So, God put it on our mind. My topic today is how much God values us. Sin is damaging, but it doesn't change our value to God. I have a 10-pound note here, which I can go into Tesco's, into Asda, or any shop, and buy goods worth 10 pounds. But if I crumple it up, no, I'll look for the strongest person in here. Who's the strongest person in here? Andre, Andre, <laughs> you crumple that 10 pound note up. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, this 10 pound note, I crumpled up the Andre. What is it worth now? Still 10 pounds. Yes, it is still worth 10 pounds, even after Andrew's standing on it. Has anybody in here ever found any money on the ground? Yeah? Was it dirty? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Well, when I was about five years old, I was playing with my older brother, Negari, uh, and there was a bit of rubble on Mint Street, where the, the chemist is now. And I picked up a stone to throw it at my brother, and underneath it was paper, and this was money. And Charlie, you'll be able to help me out here. I found a five pound note. How much was five pounds worth in maybe about 1957? A week's wages. I didn't know the value of money. I had no clue what it was. But my older brother, he looked at it and says, oh, a five pound note. And it was the dirtiest, most crumpled and torn five-pound note I've ever seen in my life. But we handed it into the police station, and I think it was about uh, 30 days or whatever, they phone you back and say, well, nobody's claimed the money, so we got it back. I can't remember what we did with it, but that money was still worth five pounds. It was torn it was dirty, it was almost unrecognizable, that money. In the beginning, God created us in his own image. In Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image. He created man in the image of God. He created them male and female. So God created us in his image. But we spoiled everything through sin. Sin our disobedience, or not believing and trusting in what God said and who he is. He caused us to become damaged. And in his image, we were distorted. We became crumpled and dirty, just like the 10 pound note and the money that I found. In Romans 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us is perfect. We have all sinned 
and disobeyed God's laws. So what is God's laws? Well, we all know about the Ten Commandments and God giving them to Moses, but also God's laws are the laws of the land. Some of them breaking the speed limit. It's a sin, breaking the law. Using your phone while you're driving, breaking the law. You may think that speeding in your car isn't a bad law to break, but there's not a scale of one to ten in sin, with a lie being a one and murder being a ten. In God's eyes, a sin is a sin, no matter how bad it is. A lustful thought is adultery. God asks us to obey His commandments, and when we don't, this makes up us crinkled and dirty like the money. And although sin has made us no longer look like God, and it causes us to be separate from God, because He is holy and we are sinners, it never changed our worth or value to Him. In Romans 5 verse 8, reminds us that God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. God does not just throw us away because we are no longer perfect like Him. We matter so much to Him that Jesus came and died, providing a way back to God for us. He offered us the gift of His grace, the gift of His image in us again through Jesus Christ. People couldn't obey all the laws of Moses. We kept sinning, which kept us separate from God. So God sent Jesus to earth, His Son, to be sacrificed, His life on the cross, to save ours. And when we take communion, like we did this morning, it gives us a great opportunity to thank Jesus who died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins, wipe the slate clean, and live closer to God. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He has made all these plans to us by the appearance of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He broke the power of death and rose three days after his crucifixion. Believe in Jesus, and he will be your Savior forever. For we are saved by grace through faith. It is God's gift to us. We are his creation, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared ahead of time. So when Satan tries to tell you you're all messed up and too bad for God ever to forgive you, much less love you, remember the object lesson from the crumpled money. It never lost its value or worth, and neither have you to God. He is your loving Father waiting with open arms for us to return to Him for forgiveness and to be made new again. Remember, God loves you. All we have to do is ask Jesus into our life 
we will be forgiven of all sins and have eternal life in heaven. Now, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're a new creation, like the new 10-pound note. So when trials come your way, and they will, and the enemy attacks you, no one can separate you from God. With Jesus in your life, you're like this new 10-pound note. Even if you mess up, you don't crinkle. Try crinkling up a new 10-pound note, Andrew. <laughs> With God's grace and forgiveness, you are made new again. But remember, this crumpled, dirty money never lost its value or worth, and neither have you to God. You see, about 20 years ago, I was crumpled and dirty like a 10-pound note. And I had given up in life. And for anybody that knows my story, you'll know that I was at home at night praying to go to heaven. I didn't know when to carry on. But that wasn't God's plan for me. One day, God stretched out his hand to me through another person who asked me to come to this church. Sadly, that person hasn't been in this church for over 15 years. It's maybe time for me to return the favor. But one Sunday evening, I did come in the church, and I sat at the back, back corner where I sit most weeks, and I felt really uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy the church at all. I was used to going to the West Church where you would your shirt and tie and your jacket and you sit down, the minister come on, we would uh, sing one song, the minister would speak, sing another song, and then we left. When I come in here, I thought everybody was crazy. <laughs> they were standing up, hands up in the air, they were shouting out loud, and then at the end of the service, the pastor was praying for him, and in my eyes, he was knocking them all down. There was people lying all across the front here. I never knew the power of the Holy Spirit. So I couldn't wait to get out. I was making for the door, first person to go out the door. But I could stop before I reached the door by someone asking me if I wanted a cup of coffee. Now, anybody that knows me knows I can't actually know a cup of coffee, or very, very seldom. And there used to be tables at the back. We'll sit there and having a news and a cup of coffee. And a few other people came and spoke to me. And I thought, oh, that's what a nice people that is. That's the people I need to get involved with. And I ended up coming back to church just because I was invited for coffee. Now, a few years ago, I was reading my Bible. And God reminded me of that first day I came here to church. I was reading from Matthew 22, verse 36. And this was a Pharisee asked Jesus a question. He said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law 
of the prophets hung on these two commandments. Now, I didn't really understand it when I read it, so I started looking more into it to, to study it. And what I read somewhere was what Jesus was trying to say. Ten commandments are broken down into two categories. The first four commandments means love God. The next six means love thy neighbor. And loving your neighbor means loving everybody else. Now, when I look around this church, I can look to the right, the left, the back, or the front. I see so many people that love God with all their heart and would put God first in everything they do. I also see people that love their neighbor and people in this church that would help anybody else anytime they need that help. I remember Pastor Mark saying once that don't just invite people to church. Invite them to have coffee. Invite them to have a barbecue. And that's what this church is. We had a barbecue in the main church a few weeks ago, a barbecue in Turriff two, three weeks ago, and a barbecue in Mintler with Pat and Martin just on Friday. He also said, after church, why not invite them out for lunch? Well, most Sunday mornings, we, we do go out for lunch, and everywhere we go, we see people from this church with others having lunch. Amazing. If I hadn't been offered that coffee that day, trying to get out that door as fast as I could, I wouldn't be standing here today. My life would have been totally changed, because anybody that knows my story knows the changes there's been in my life. We have a God that sees everything. We have a God that hears everything. And we have a God that knows our heart. This church is amazing. We have a great church family that loves God and loves your neighbor. That is why this church is always going to be blessed so much and filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember the object lesson and how much God values us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you, Lord, for our amazing church family that we can spend time in your presence. Lord, have mercy on us when we get messed up and we are going through difficult times. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could be forgiven of all our sins and live closer to you. Lord, I ask that you bless this church always and fill it with the Holy Spirit so that we can see miracles, we see healing, we see salvation always. All the glory is to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.